With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Yes, coming up to 18 away from 8. We've got Conrad Smith coming up after 8 o'clock. We're going to talk that midfield performance. A clinic, Harvili and Rico Ioane. But before then, we're going to talk about the performance yesterday afternoon, 5.30, around about the time. It was instantly an on-field performance that will not be forgotten for a long time. Everything the rugby public, coaching staff and playing group had been crying out for clicked. And Alice Park was silenced again. But the noise around New Zealand rugby and Ian Foster's future has just grown louder, fueled by a quite bizarre press conference called by NZR CEO Mark Robinson yesterday evening. Either back him or sack him. Why can't you do that? Well, like I say, we, we'll, we'll take stock of the, um, of the conversation, the information coming out of the, uh, out of the camp, and we'll, we'll comment later in the week. Ian Foster himself also fronted media overnight and was asked if he feels like he has the support of his bosses. I certainly feel I've got the support and backing of the All Blacks and, and I believe I've got the support and, you know, I, I think New Zealand rugby's still, you know, we're still, I guess there's still processes that they want to go through to, to categorically say that, but what I do know is that to coach this team you have to have categoric support. The support of the All Blacks, which no doubt includes Captain Sam Kane, but not New Zealand Rugby. Myself and um, plenty of leaders are certainly available for, for the board or um, anyone who would like to, to seek our opinion. I think we've probably uh, you know, got a better insight than, than most. We've been in here and knowing footy and, and working with him um, day in, day out, so yeah, we're always available for comment. So after an all-time All Blacks win, the drama, angst and divide seems to be as real as ever inside NZR. Jim Kays is a rugby journalist who's seen it all, and he's with us now. Morning, Jim. Good morning. What a mess. What a mess, mate. How sloppy is this? <laughs> yeah, sloppy's a good description. Um, that, that grab you, you ran, that was me saying stack him or back him. And, and I think that they just need to do that. This is a soap opera. They need to, the, you know, he needs clarity and confirmation of what he's doing, and so do the players. It's, it's quite clear, is he? There is a 
significant disconnect between HQ and the team. Mm. Uh, I tried to ask um, Robbo about that on that Zoom press conference, and he sort of deflected. But but there is there's a significant disconnect. I was told, and I asked him about this uh, yesterday, that he had a rather heated conversation with several senior All Blacks who who were pretty frustrated at what was going on. This is immediately after the mm. game, um, and he sort of finished up by telling them to, to stay in their lane. Um, so you know you look at this and wow. you just say, well, there's a uh, a coach who's backed by his players, um, but not backed by New Zealand rugby. And you've got to, I think we have to also accept that Ian Foster's never really captured the public support. Uh, there was a, a poll on stuff yesterday saying, did the result against South Africa suggest that he should stay on? 75% of almost 8,000 people said no, that he should go. Mm. Um, so it is, it's, it's, it's a it's a mess, but it's been extremely poorly handled uh, by New Zealand rugby. I was thinking, as in, and you were you were around for this back in 2011. You guys played that Test match in Port Elizabeth, and um, mm. uh, then went on to Brisbane for the last game before the, the Rugby World Cup, and, and I was there as, as as part of the media. And as we flew back, when we got to Sydney Airport, two or three of the All Blacks. I know it was Jose Gere and Liam Messam, and I think. I think Crockett uh, had been told that they weren't part of the World Cup squad and they had to go back onto an international flight to go home while the rest of us went up to, to Brisbane. It was brutal to see, absolutely brutal to see. But when I think about it now, mate, that was the sort of honesty that actually needs to be happening with Ian Foster right now. If it's brutal, just mm. tell him and he'll move on. But at the moment, they're leaving him in limbo and I think that's really unprofessional. And you touched on his mental health, mate, and I think it was a great question. It was throughout the, the evening, and, and Mark Robinson said he didn't really answer any of those questions. He never really alluded to the, the help and, and the support that Fozzie and, and all the rest of the team are, are getting through this. But, mate, do you think Mark Robinson's job's safe? Um, that's a great question. <coughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go back half. <laughs> Look, it probably is because, because he'll deflect a lot of this onto the board. But I think when New Zealand rugby had the chance, when they replaced the two Stevens, Hanson and Chew, they could have been a lot bolder and a lot more adventurous and a lot more um, forward-thinking than they were. They picked a CEO who, to, to, from what we've all seen, can't make a decision. And they picked a coach who was a continuation of what they already had in place. And I thought at the time they missed the trick. You know, should have gone with Razor as the coach and should have gone bolder with the CEO. So I think we're seeing now a very conservative board, a very conservative New Zealand rugby organisation, not really knowing, dithering, not being able to decide what they're going to do uh, around their head coach. And and as I say, a head coach who, yes, they had a magnificent win against South Africa, but he hasn't really captured the rugby public's imagination. I think that's fair to say. People haven't really swung in behind Fozzie. So they've got a big... PR mess on their hands a year out from a Rugby World Cup. Yeah, Jim, it's Kempi, mate. Hey, it looked it looked like they had a decision already made and then <laughs> sort of backtracked through the interview, did you feel? Tony, I think they had a decision made and it was based on the fact that they thought the All Blacks were going to lose to South Africa. And then the All Blacks turned around and, and won. And, and they won their third consecutive test match at Alice Park. So if it's a fortress, then it's not a bad fortress for the All Blacks. 
third consecutive yeah. test match. So, yeah, I think that they had a decision made, and then the All Blacks went out and played so superbly, and all of a sudden they went, oh, hang on a sec, we've got a no problem on our hands here. We've got no plan B, we've got a PR disaster. Do we sack a coach just after they've beaten South Africa at the Fortress in, in Alice Park? Oh, that is Alice Park? Ooh, that's a tricky one to sell, isn't it? I've got mates who, who aren't big fans of Ian Foster who are texting me saying this is a shambles. This is like Shortland Street. You know, it's, it's not good. No. And then, which leads me into the next question, Steve Hansen's conversation where he came out, played his car, he had the player's card and back Fozzie, you know, um, and he basically said in between the lines that the issue isn't the the coach, the issue is the connect disconnect between the CEO, the board and the All Black team. And how we're yep. seeing that played out now, there's been talk about Robinson and, of course, Fozzie. Um, what about, where does this board play their part? You know, like the leadership should, surely comes through the governance, doesn't it? Yep, it's the board who select the coach, who, who, who pick the coach. So, yeah, absolutely it falls on the board. Um, one of the great things if you're on a board... Uh, particularly the New Zealand Rugby Union board, you seem to sort of hide back in the shadows and it's the CEO who cops all of the blame when things go wrong. But you're 100% correct, mate. The board has been sloppy around this. The board made the decision to appoint Ian Foster. They just, they need to come out and say, as a board, he's our man. He's going through to the next World Cup. End of conversation. Not going to be discussed again between now and the end of the World Cup. Or they need to get rid of him and bring in Razor. It's really, really simple. Just be decisive and definitive one way or the other because that's what people want. And if it's Ian Foster, we'll all get him behind them. But come out and say it. Yep, he's our man right through to the next World Cup. All right, Jim, Oracle, Kays, what's your gut telling you, mate? <laughs> what is your gut leading towards this week? What do you think? Is he taking us through to the World Cup or will there be change? Based purely on last night's ridiculous press conference where the CEO refused to back his coach I'd suggest that he's a Gonberger because if he wasn't, he would have said he's our man. So based purely on that press conference, I think that they're going to replace him and they're going to replace him with, with Scott Robertson, who's really the only option. Uh, it's, it's not going to be um, Joe Schmidt because he doesn't want to do the travel. So, you know, I just look at it and think, well, if he was, if he was going to be retained, then that press conference yesterday would have been uh, Mark Robinson saying, Ian Foster's our man, let's go, let's move on. But he didn't say that, oh, so you've got to think that oh, they're going oh, to get rid of him. I've had a little whisper there, uh, Jim, that maybe Ooh. Joe Smith's bloody chucked his hat in the hat in the ring, mate. I think he got a little bit excited by this <coughs> opportunity. Well, he'd be a very good option, wouldn't he? Um, and a cheaper <laughs> option too, because he wouldn't he wouldn't be wouldn't be sacking half of the team, I think, which is what Razor would do. Um, yeah, so if they if they do bring him in, then then that's a good option through to the next World Cup. So if if he's had a bit of a change of heart, and as you say, it must be. I mean, it must be exciting being involved in the All Blacks. It must be intoxicating, really. You know, once you're in there, you'd you'd never want to leave. So, yeah, Joe Schmidt, not a bad coach to have on hand. Um, maybe they'll bring him in as some sort of a director of rugby or something, is he? And keep Foster keep Foster in there as well. For sure. It's that Ooh. interview yesterday's given us no light. It shed no light on the situation, <laughs> whether what, whether, what, not, whether not Scott it? wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. What is the process? What? Like we we're no better off, are we, Jim? No, I don't know why they called that press conference. All it did was muddy the waters even more. Um, when you've got a CEO calling a press conference, and that's what he did, 
when you've got a CEO calling a press conference and then basically saying nothing, you've got to wonder mm. about the organisation. You know, where is there? What are they doing? What are they doing from a PR perspective? Because that was a debacle, <laughs> absolute debacle. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been involved in a press conference like it. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, Jim, but I'd like to commend you on your uh, questions throughout the, the presser. I thought they were fantastic. You did a great job, mate. We're going to have to let you go. Jim Kays no coming on and talking about that press conference. Thanks so much for your honesty and uh, well, Cheers, Jim. pretty damning conversations. Cheers, Jim. Nice. Cheers, fellas. Have a good day. There you go. Jim Kays. Yeah. And you're right, Izzy, seven way from eight. He was asking the tough questions. It was uh, a very bizarre press conference. I've seen some weird ones. That would be right up there. Six and a half away from eight. 122 for five. The West Indies got some momentum back in their bowling and fielding efforts over there in the Caribbean. We'll have a little update for you after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.